This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Carr. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour 3, Phenomenal Football Friday. Nick Ken and you here on the BetQL Network. One more hour to go as we're simulcast by the studs at Stadium. And then we've got the Power Hour final hour of the show starting 60 minutes from right now. But over the course of right now... Over the, over the course of the next 60 minutes on the show, though, Brad Evans will join us, our stadium teammate from the Live on the Line Sports Betting Television show. Brad stops by in 20 minutes. We'll get uh, Brad's favorite prop bets for Week 7 in the National Football League. And then uh, you can hear it out in the distance somewhere. Glass breaks. And when you hear the glass, it's your bookie's ass. The glass man, P.J. Glasser, stops by in 40 minutes. Our BetQL Network teammate, P.J., going to lead us through some of his favorite wagers this weekend in both college football and the National Football League. But for now, the locomotive is about to enter the station. Uh, Ken, how are we feeling about the college football card this week? Uh, Locktober has been uh, very, very good to us thus far. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. Nine and three a couple weeks ago, seven and four last week, uh, and winners each night going into saturday and then a winning saturday that was really fun uh we find ourselves seven over now for the season which is pretty awesome and uh in a good spot we are up for the year uh which is great and uh it's always obviously the goal when when we start doing these picks on on fridays for college football is at the end can we have more money and it looks like that's gonna happen right now and i was a little worried that there are First look at the board Monday morning, I just kind of write down like initial thoughts. Sometimes these can be helpful to go back to just like a, an intuition about, oh, you know, like this is responding to the game from last week and this market's really interesting. And I was like a little concerned there wouldn't be a lot. And things have kind of emerged over the course of the week, line movement in games, there's quarterback injuries, obviously, in some situations uh, looking like, yeah, like we, I think we're going to get to 10 with uh, a move that just uh, just happened on the board for the 10th bet. So going to always like to get double digits out. It's always fun. And uh, I'll give a thought on Penn State, Ohio State to start. No bet for me in the game, but I'll, I'll make sure to cover that too. All right, so everybody, get your tickets. Stand behind the yellow line because the locomotive is entering the station. It is now time for all of Santa's bets, for Ken Barkley's bets, for week eight in the great sport of college football. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. He's still on his feet. Oh my goodness. It's Unbelievable. The roar of the crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. 
precipice. Double-digit bets in the great sport of college football. Coming up from our guy, Ken Barkley. But first, we dance. I'll start with uh, with the the best game with Penn State and Ohio State. Market's been really interesting. Everybody thinks Penn State's live. They're they're probably right. Um, this will be the the toughest thing, uh, toughest team Ohio State's certainly faced all year. Penn State feels like they've been in the middle of nowhere in college football. The UMass last week, um, a bunch of games that haven't really mattered a whole lot. Kind of the same as Ohio State and Michigan. And now we're finally going to figure out who's better between these three teams. My number for this game is in this range, though. This kind of like a little more than a field goal, a little lower total than maybe you'd think. But you look at Penn State's defense so far, it's been so good. And their offense has been brutal at generating explosive plays. It does feel like a grindy kind of a game. So uh, I don't think I will have a bet on the game. We're like four, four and a half. The total's in the 40s. I would say like Ohio State has the potential to have a really negative injury report tomorrow. And if this were to ever get to three for Ohio State, I don't think that will ever happen. But that would be like my buy point with uh, with just from a rating standpoint and how I think about the game. I do think they are more likely to win. If I can get that number, I would get it uh, as long as it's only minus 110. So I don't think that's going to happen. But crazy things happen on Saturday morning sometimes. Maybe there's an injury report, whatever. Uh, I would like Ohio State at three. Other than that, like kick back and and see who's best. I have some Ohio State title futures. I'd like them to win. Uh, And I'd like both teams to lose to Michigan, please. Like, even if Michigan has to cheat to make that happen. Speaking of Michigan, uh, first pick, I'm with Colin on this. And boy, there's a couple bets here that no one's going to want. And this has gone really well the last couple weeks when I've said that. So I'm going to say it again. Uh, Michigan State plus 24. Like, rating-wise, make a number on the game. Cool, like, I get a big number, too. But I get, like, 17 and a half or 20, and I don't get 24. Michigan State gave a really, really good accounting of themselves last week, which makes me feel better going into this game. I thought they were going to get worked by Rutgers, ended up having a big comeback in the game, looked a little bit better than what I would have thought, and closed a dog in that game, too. I like that you're getting them, like, up into this game and not is the season over. And this is what Colin talked about as well. Uh, Watched the Rutgers game last week. I, I... I'm okay with this big number in this game. I don't really care about the sign stealing or anything. Uh, I care about 24. There's one 24 and a half on the board. If you got it, great. Uh, if you want to wait, sure. Uh, but that's a that's a bet for me at Michigan State. Uh, I'm going to take Duke against Florida State, which like nobody wants to do. And I, I still like can't really shake the idea that we're just getting Duke wrong with the quarterback switch. And I know Riley Leonard's not playing. The backup's been pretty good. They absolutely steamrolled and like completely dominated NC State last week. They are an insanely well-coached team that has outperformed expectations for a year and a half. And now they're going to be 14 and a half in like their game of the year against a team that like is insanely talented, but definitely lets teams hang around sometimes, is definitely extremely undisciplined, definitely turns it over in big games a lot. That's what Jordan Travis's thing is. And uh, I could see that kind of rearing its head in this game. I like Duke a lot. I would not be surprised if this is like a three-point game in the fourth quarter at all, uh, which is probably surprising to some. Wouldn't be to me. Uh, Favorite upset this week. This worked well with Arizona. Uh, Nobody wants this. Let's bet against Rutgers. Uh, They're on the road against Indiana. They are laying almost a touchdown in the game. And there's like certain teams and certain numbers where just you look and you go, no, 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 no. Like, I don't care what the teams have done this year. Like, I don't care. No, 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 no. And it's Rutgers on the road at this number against, like, any team that's currently in the Big Ten. Uh, six, 
is uh, now on the board. If you want to try to wait, I don't think it's going to get to a touchdown. Is it a touchdown? And uh, but you know, Indiana plus the points, six or better, and uh, I think they they have a really good chance to win that game outright. Uh, I'm laying USC just like Sam is. Seven's the last number I'd lay. It was six six and a half earlier in the week. Um, yeah, just like Utah is really, 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 really bad at offense. And I totally agree with Sam that if they get behind in the game, it's like 48-10, like really fast. Utah used to not get blown out, and then they got blown out by Oregon State, and I don't know what the hell's going to happen. So USC laying a touchdown. Um, another bet that people probably won't want, because this team has, uh, they've actually covered every number so far this year. Oklahoma, I believe, is undefeated against the spread. Definitely, uh, obviously, beat Texas a couple weeks ago in Red River. UCF kind of like sneakily good in a couple situations already. And I know like Oklahoma's covered every number and I was against him with Iowa State and that one was dead wrong. Just like in a couple games, you just go like, why is this so close? Like, what are you guys doing? And I kind of think we have another one of those games with Oklahoma. And I, I just think the number's a little bit too big. 17 with UCF, uh, some favorites. SEC. I've been against Mississippi State basically every week the entire season. That's not going to start or stop now. Arkansas kept it close against Alabama late in that game. Less than a touchdown at home against Mississippi State. Yes, please. Maybe one of my favorite bets of the maybe the year. Arkansas laying almost a touchdown, uh, a little less than a touchdown in that game. We know we're laying Alabama because we talked about it earlier in the week. Uh, we know we're taking Auburn and we have they think they have a chance to win outright against Ole Miss because we talked about that earlier in the week. And you can listen to that segment. Uh, another I have like almost every SEC game this week. Uh, again, kind of like Rutgers. Certain teams, conference games, certain number, you just go like, I get it. Like, I see what the teams have done so far this year. But no, and I'd really like to bet the opposite side, Missouri more than a touchdown in a conference game against, like, not Vanderbilt. Can't get there. Just, like, doesn't seem right to me. Uh, South Carolina plus seven and a half for sure. Would bet seven, but I think seven and a halfs are kind of all over the board right now. So if you can get one, please do. Seven, a really important number in college football betting. Uh, so South Carolina plus seven and a half. And then two random, uh, like, games you will never want to watch and we have dogs and i think they both have a chance to win outright and they're both about a touchdown uh historic rivalries ohio state michigan alabama auburn akron bowling green probably not at the top of the list but uh akron has actually played really well in this matchup for like four or five years in a row and they are getting no credit in this game because they've been terrible uh they are more than a touchdown against bowling green right now i do not think that is the difference between the teams uh i think akron keeps the game close maybe they have a chance to win and then the last one uh the fighting dilfers are getting no credit because everybody thinks they definitely stink and that he's a crazy person and they got memphis coming to town and memphis is laying almost a touchdown and i make the game way less than that and we'll see what happens uab six and a half at home right now against memphis if you want to try to wait for sevens mgm has one but they're not everywhere so like again try to get the best number sevens are really important i would bet six and a half like if it's saturday morning and you're listening to this and it's only six and a half i would still bet it but if you can get the seven on uab obviously that's really good too so to recap Ohio State if it gets to three, but like that's not going to happen. Uh, Michigan State, Duke, Indiana, USC, UCF, Arkansas, Alabama, Auburn, the SEC three teams to start with A, and uh, South Carolina in the major conferences. And then we'll take Akron and UAB in the uh, in the, the mid-majors. A couple, uh, couple really stinky dogs there, but I think we're going to be pretty good this week, Nick. And that is the uh, the full locomotive, the full Lochmas card coming up for week eight in college football. Uh, game five of the ALCS currently underway. Alex Bregman is at a homer and like the Astros are up on nothing and it's just like... This is very depressing. I, I just, I see money. 
And it's like uh, when Thanos snaps his fingers in uh, Infinity yeah. War or whatever Marvel movie that is, and everything just starts disappearing. The, the money's the money's disappearing right now. No, no, no good here. Hopefully Texas can come back and win this game because I don't think they're going to Houston and winning two if they're down three two in the series. Just a thought, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll keep you updated on what's going on in that game. Also, uh, Alex, who reported this? I'm guessing it's Schefter or Rappaport, but we have a report right now that Brian Hoyer will start for the Raiders on Sunday, not uh, the leader of hashtag the squad, Diana Rossini of the Athletic reporting this that Brian Hoyer will start for the Raiders against the Bears which I think which I think makes sense like early in the season I think the Raiders were rolling the dice a little bit with AOC it's like maybe he's good maybe they thought they, they were going to be bad and weren't going to win a lot of games now they have a chance to go over 500 and I think they'll go with the steadier option here so I think this makes a lot of sense Hoyer will start for the Raiders so it's Hoyer it's Pagent it's the NFL on CBS, uh, Raiders at Bears. Any movements in the market, Ken, here with the Raiders and Bears? And then maybe I'll give you some narrative bets for this weekend in college football. So we know this went down to uh, Raiders minus two and a half from Raiders minus three when Garoppolo was declared out. Those two and a halves have started to get bet in some places. So like bullishness that it's Hoyer and not O'Connell. Um, you know, some people may be thinking that gives the Raiders a better chance to win in the game. So the two and a halves, a lot of them are juice minus 20 or more. Uh, and the over actually got bet in a couple places from 37 up to 37 and a half. So again, you don't want to necessarily say like, this is a direct result of this news, but like you see the board, you see this game light up everywhere. It's probably a direct result of the news. Um, I think it makes sense. Like, I'm not saying Brian Hoyer is great, but we watched that Chargers game with O'Connell and it's like it's like DTR with the Browns, like just no, and you can't score if he's the quarterback. Now at least maybe you have a chance to score with Brian Hoyer. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Watson, uh, Deshaun Watson, I should probably say his full name. Deshaun Watson gets a couple limited practices in this weekend. It looks like there's bullishness that he's going to play listed as questionable on the injury report. We'll give our bets and like full thoughts coming up in the power right. hour, but we do have a, a, a like a pretty big move here on the point spread, right? Of the Browns and the Colts coming up in Indianapolis on Sunday. Yeah, so this happened around uh, like 1, 2 o'clock this afternoon, something like that. I got a note from somebody like, hey, it looks like Browns are about to go to three and a half. Like, I, and they, it was framed as, looks like this is about to happen. Do you think Watson's playing? And I go, well, I kind of thought he was playing yesterday, so I don't know if like something happened today or whatever. Now we get this report, maybe just more and more likely he's going to play. And look, like if he's going to play, I, I said this at the start of the week, not that like I'm a genius, just like I think it's really intuitive. They were just rated so well the first couple of weeks when he was playing. Like, the number's going to hold three when he's back to play. And they get the best defense, like, of all time. And they were rated really well the first couple of weeks before the DTR game. So I think it just kind of makes sense that, like, three would eventually become three and a half once he got closer and closer to playing. That didn't make me want to bet anything in the game. I just think that's where the line was going to go. And that's what's happening right now. Like, literally three and a half one tens on a lot of, uh, in a lot of sports books on this game. The total is holding 40 and a half 41. Uh, I guess we could, we'll do Feliz Naritov, but, or not. Maybe we'll hopefully we'll get it in at some point in the show because I feel like it'll be pretty good this week. But we don't have a lot of time left in the segment. Can anything else stand out on the board right now in the NFL? Like we're still waiting. Like we don't know if Daniel Jones is going to play. We assume not. Right. He's listed as questionable on the injury report. Anything else noteworthy here? And again, we'll do this in full, like our bets, et cetera, in the final yeah. hour of the show. I just, uh, I mean, that that was a, a market that I had circled just, you know, the, the commanders didn't, we thought they were just going to go to three and hang out there because this Giants offensive line injury report, the Jones injury report was so bad. And it hasn't really worked that way. Like we're still between two and a half and three. You can get a relatively inexpensive two and a half still on the commanders if you want it against the Giants. So maybe that's just where we live. Um, the total still very, very low in the game. 37 and a half. We'll obviously have a big weather report on Sunday as usual for a bunch of these games. Uh, and then the other game that stands out is this Lions-Ravens game, which we've talked about a ton and we'll keep talking about for the rest of the show seems more likely than not 
that the game will come off three and the Lions have taken enough money that all the threes on the board right now are juiced either minus 115, minus 20, or more. So it looks like we might be dealing with Ravens two and a half here pretty soon. Two and a half on the other side. Prop bets coming up for week seven in the NFL with our stadium teammate from Live on the Line. Brad Evans joins Nick and Ken right after this. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.